in you the way day you invited in him into your heart. He's always in you. He'll never leave you. He will never forsake you. But we need the infilling of the Holy Spirit on a day-to-day -day basis. See, the Holy Spirit is present at salvation. And salvation could not be present without the Holy Spirit. Amen? The Holy Spirit is present at your salvation. And salvation could not be present without the Holy Spirit. We cannot do things that can cause the Holy Spirit to leave us. But we can do things that can suppress the Holy Spirit. Amen. How can I suppress the Holy Spirit when I'm walking in unforgiveness? How can I suppress the Holy Spirit when I don't spend time reading the Word of God? How can I suppress the Holy Spirit when I'm, I am renewing my mind with worldly things instead of the Word of God? Amen. Are you catching what I'm saying this morning? This is very important for us to understand. We can speak in tongues. We can jump up and down. We can do all these things. None of these things matter. The only thing that matters is the presence of God, the anointing of God that helps break the yoke of bondage. Amen. My insecurity, I cannot break my insecurity in my strength. I need the anointing of God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to just, I'm building it up. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19. It says, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. What does it mean? That means you can hinder, you can uh, limit, you can suppress, you can subdue, you can be unresponsive to the work and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in your life. Sometimes overpraying does not cut it. Sometimes 40 hours of worship won't cut it. Sometimes just reading the word of God alone won't cut it. We need to respond to the spirit of God. Amen. And as we respond to the spirit of God, then we will see the Holy Spirit work in our lives. The Holy Spirit is within us forever. He doesn't leave and come back. Okay, He is in you. He will be with you. He is eternal and He is internal. Amen. He is our salvation. He is our identity. And He is our seal. If you are wondering, am I saved? Please know that you are saved. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior in your life. You're not going to, oh, am I saved because I did this? Your salvation is not sealed because of your behavior. Your salvation is sealed because of your obedience to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. One amen to that. A lot of Christians are wondering, am I saved? You are saved if you've accepted God. But the Bible says that now you have to renew your mind by the reading of the Word of God and meditating on His Word day and night. Amen. And as you meditate on the Word, don't just meditate on the Word, 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 but you need the Spirit of God and say, God, as I meditate on your Word, would you tell me what is it that you want me to learn from this today? 
I need your spirit to lead me and guide me. Because now we have the spirit of God in us. Our operating system has changed. I no longer operate as the world does. I operate as the word of God says. Amen. Once I was insecure, now I am healed. Once I was smitten, bitten, whatever, but now I walk whole in wholeness. Hallelujah. What I did was past. It's nailed to the cross. Today, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, we know the royal family drama. Harry is being kicked out or Harry kicked himself out or listened to his wife, whatever your opinions are. Doesn't matter. But Harry is now living in America, although he lost his rights and whatnot, is Harry considered a royalty? Question mark. I'm asking you. His, is Harry, Prince Harry, uh, considered royal? Why? Amen. It's the bloodline. No matter what kind of wretched thing he may do, he will still be the prince. Hallelujah. You are a prince of God, Mela. You are a princess of God, Melissa. The truth is you are. When heaven looks down on you, Melissa, you are a princess of God. Bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ that the devil is terrorized by you and Jesus is glorified by you. That's who you are. So by the renewing of your mind in the word of God and walking in the spirit of God, then you will know, who I am a prince of God. Doesn't matter how wrinkly I am. Doesn't matter whether I have hair or no hair. Whether I've got six pack or one pack. Doesn't matter if I have money or no money. I am a child of Jesus Christ. And I possess the anointing of God and the blood of God. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And the church is not a building. The church is you and I. We are the ecclesia. Hallelujah. It is the inner surrender that creates an outer manifestation of the power. It is the inner surrender, not like outer surrender. Not like, hoo, 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 pray, 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 40 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know the word. Yeah, yeah, you know. And no, 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 it's the inner surrender. And when you surrender yourself insidely, inwardly to God, then the power of God is manifested outwardly. Hallelujah. Because if you look at it, I can sing a song, and the worship team can sing a song. If I sing it, you go, oh, yeah, that was good. But when they sing it, you just know you were interacting with God. Now I can preach for 40 minutes and Shane will come up here and talk for two minutes and you go, wow, what Shane spoke was amazing. Because if I don't have the anointing and he has the anointing, what makes the difference is the anointing. It's the anointing. It's not comparing. It's not none of that. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 says, And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The yoke of bondage will be destroyed. What is the yoke of bondage? I always see things negatively. Time to break that now. Have you found people that are by default negative? 
They start off negative. Too hot, too cold, 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 too much traffic, too hot, too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold. Oh, hallelujah, God is so good, he is so anointing. In spite of the too hot, too cold, oh my God is good. What is that? Thank you. Eric likes that. Why? The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Once upon a time, I used to be going too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold. But now, no matter what it is, I praise God. Hallelujah. I live for Jesus. I live for my God. Because the anointing broke the yoke of bondage. So don't live in regret. Don't live in guilt. Don't live in shame. Oh, if I was only 20s, I would start over again. Well, God knows that you're in your 70s or 50s or 30s. He's put you where you are. And the Bible is very clear. Today is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. Yesterday is gone. Yesterday was miserable. But His mercies are new every morning. I need your anointing right now. Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. I know you have never left me. But I was so distracted that I have stopped thinking about you. Lord, come, give me a fresh manna. I don't depend on yesterday. I don't live on yesterday's manna. You know, in Exodus, or Numbers, I read a lot this week, but Moses, God instructs Moses, said, don't store the manna from yesterday. The Israelites stored the manna from yesterday, and they were filled with what? Somebody help me here. Maggots. They were filled with maggots. We don't need yesterday's food. A lot of us Christians live in yesterday's anointing. Oh, back in the day when we were doing this, man, God moved. Oh, oh, brother, oh yeah, hallelujah. Oh, that was amazing. Did we not do this? But today, you stink. <laughs> can I illustrate? I'm going to illustrate now. Don, can you come up here? Um, you come up here. Shane, please. Uh, Miller, come up here. All right. I've got three generations right here. All right. I've got this lovely man of God. Gray means wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Shane, come up here. You stay there. I'm just doing illustration. But you see, Don is celebrating of what he's done. And these guys are listening. And he's passionate. He's passionate. He's, he's watching. He's watching, and da- Dawn is going, oh, it was such a great day back in the day. It was amazing. We used to jump. We used to cry. We used to get slain in the spirit. We used to do all those kind of things. But man, today the younger generation, they are just selfish creatures. They point out, point, no, 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 don't bless, point out. Point out, yeah, point out, you know. They just, you know, today they don't have no clue. They're on their phones, blah, 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 blah. And then this guy's going, oh my gosh, I want the truth. I love Jesus. In spite of inspiring me, you're also putting your misery upon me. And this guy, he goes, dysfunctional Christian. Half-hearted Christian. I don't want to follow Jesus Christ. So this generation now says, I don't need God because look at him. All he talks is past. He is miserable right now. He's living in the 60s, 70s, whenever, 80s, 80s, sorry, Don. 
And he's going, I want to live. Man, I tell you what, my 90s was amazing. Oh, the Lord moved, brother. Oh, but you have no idea in the 60s there was a revival. Right? And then, oh, but in the 90s it's good. And in the 2000s he's going, man, I don't want you guys. You hypocrites, I might as well just live the way I want to live. Thank you. Give them a hand. I want to, oh, oh, Miller, come here, please. Miller, come back up. Um, because I want to illustrate something. You see, the anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. Can you grab the boxing gloves in there? You see, um, you know, in Corinth, 2 Corinthians, it's not on your screen. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 6 says that the letter kills, but the spirit brings life. See, the problem with Dawn, he knows too much word, but he's very less action now. The problem with Don McFarlane is he got his past experience. Oh, back in the day, my parents, they shoved us under the carpet and we hid there and did our homework under the oil lamp and there's still the anointing is here. And then, but today he's so miserable. Amen. He knows a lot of word of God. He can talk a lot of word of God. He can teach you from uh, uh, Genesis to Revelation, from the book of Zechariah, the book of Hezekiah. The book of Third Peter. He can teach on all those things, but he doesn't have the faith for today. Come on, people. We need the anointing today. Please shove this in me. Please put, put them on. Because I wanted to illustrate myself instead of picking on you. No, it's a wrong one. It's the right one. All right, here we go. All right. Yeah, please. I'm feeling dangerous. All right? I had to borrow my son's gloves. All right? Okay. Now, just because I've got boxing gloves doesn't make me a boxer. <laughs> Amen? Amanda, why don't you come up here? No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sit down, sit down. Sit down, Amanda. Sit down. Sit down, Amanda. Sit, sit down, Amanda. <laughs> Muay Thai. I do Muay Thai. No, that's all right. That's good. It's good. She's alive and listening. Hallelujah. Just because I have boxing gloves doesn't make me a boxer. Just because I know a little bit of the Word of God doesn't make me the teacher. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on, people. Just because... I'm in my 70s. Oh, I know a few scriptures. I can teach you. Doesn't make me anointed. Because my muscles are weak. Amen. My muscles are weak. My spirit is weak. My mind is weak. And I can talk a few words. I can act like I'm a boxer. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah thank you, Jesus. Yeah. All right. I can, I, can, I can pose like a boxer. You know, I can do those things. Doesn't make me a boxer. Because I don't have training. I don't train today. Are you with me? I need the anointing today. I need God more than in ever before today. Why are churches in empty? Every old, old, older Christians I talk to, oh, churches are so dying today. They're dying because you did. 
Go read Deuteronomy. It teaches you to teach your children and your children's children. And His favor will be upon us. We can sing in the children. You can sing as much as you want. Just because you have a glove doesn't make you a boxer. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Just because the devil knows the word of God doesn't make him a child of God. You think you can quote scriptures? Wait for the devil to quote scriptures. He was so clever. He's a master deceiver that he wanted to deceive Jesus the man with the word of God. He came with his boxing gloves. But man, I tell you, Jesus was anointed. Anointing breaks the yoke of bondage. I'm trying to illustrate the truth to you. That's it today. So I want to talk to you very quickly about the anointing and cultivating the anointing. And uh, in Exodus chapter 30, verse 22 to 32, that's what we're going to unpack. But I will go through quickly because I don't want you to, I don't want to tickle your ears and go, wow, I didn't know that. That's not the point. That the point is that we recognize that the anointing has to be cultivated on a day-to-day basis. You see, God gave Moses an instruction back in Exodus chapter 30. And he said, Moses, I want you to create an anointing oil and I want to give you ingredients. And what he does is um, he gives him ingredients and he says, this is the anointing oil that I want you to use on Aaron and his children because Aaron was a priest. Amen. So let's pick it up. In Exodus chapter 30, by the way, I've, got, I've broken these three, ten verses into three segments. Do you have it on the screen? Um, you'll look at it, it, it says uh, the first one is the ingredients, the second one is the application, and the third one is the warning. It's the ingredients, the application, and the warning. So I want to spend this morning on the ingredients and a little bit about the warning uh, more than the application. Is that Okay. All right, let's pick it up from verse 22 of Exodus 30. Then the Lord said to Moses, collect choice spices, 12 and a half pounds of pure myrrh, six and a half pounds of fragrant cinnamon, six and a half pounds of fragrant calamus, six and a half pounds of cassia, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. Also get a gallon of olive oil. Like a skilled incense maker, blend these ingredients to make a holy anointing oil. Amen. So he's giving instructions on how to make anointing oil. And I want you to know this, that the anointing is, is an instruction God gave Moses, particularly for Aaron and his children. Now, we often now anoint people with oil. You know, we, we kind of dab and put something on their head and whatnot. But back in uh, the, 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 the Bible days, if you read uh, Psalm 133, it says, Aaron, his head, the anointing flowed from the head through the beard, through the garments, and all the way down. That's a lot of anointing. Amen. We need a lot of anointing in our lives. We need a lot of God in our lives today, more than ever before. Amen. All right, let's get into these few 
ingredients. And I want to give you a bit of typology of what they really mean today for us. Number one is myrrh. A lot of us know about myrrh, frankincense, and gold. They brought it to Jesus. Now, I'm just going to tell you, what does myrrh mean to us? Myrrh means submission to the will of God or God's will. Myrrh talks about death. It talks about suffering. It talks about, they used it to embalm. And I don't want to waste time. You can go home and do your study. But myrrh today talks about submission. Hallelujah. To God's will. How many of us are fully submitted to God's will? The Bible says in Numbers 12, 33, Now Moses was very humble. More humble than any other person on earth. I thought when he wrote that, I thought, Moses, you wrote your own book. But actually it's true. It's inspired by word of God. But it says Moses was very humble. More humble than any other person on earth. But you see, it took Moses 40 years before he learned to be humble. Today, we live on other people's anointing, other people's revelation, a lot of podcasts, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of all those kind of things, and we think we are boxes. But what we didn't know and what we don't learn is how to carry the cross ourselves daily. Your anointing is your own anointing. You cannot copy other people's anointing. I'm jumping my notes here. But the other one is meekness. Murr talks about meekness. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek, for they shall what? Inherit the earth. Amen. Blessed are the meek. Murr talks about humble, humility, humble, sorry, being humble, and um, submission, sorry, submission and meekness. Then he talks about cinnamon. Cinnamon is a tree that's grown straight upright. And cinnamon is also quite sweet. Just so I've refreshed my taste on cinnamon, I had to go get a cinnamon gingerbread latte. And it's so sweet. It was nice. Cinnamon is beautiful. Amen. Cinnamon is sweetish. Cinnamon is a tree that grows upright. The Bible calls us to live an upright life. Yeah. Don't sell your soul for extra two, three grand. Don't sell your peace for extra few hours of work. Yes, you may have a lot of pocket money in your pocket, but there's no peace in the heart. Ooh, we were gone quiet now. So Cinnamon talks about being upright. I mean, if you want to read Leviticus chapter 21, verse, 20, verse 1 to 24... You read that, it will discourage you. Because it's like, oh gosh, I have to be all that. If not, I can't be a priest. But thank God for Jesus. Amen. It says, even if you have eczema, you can't enter into the temple. Whew. I thought Leo is gone. <laughs> but thank God for New Testament. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Amen. Second Timothy Verse 2, verse 15, sorry, chapter 2, verse 15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly divided the word of, God, word of truth. Amen. Be diligent to present yourself approved to who? To God, not to people. 
Remember he says to the church, in Ephesus, church at Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2, 3. He said, you do everything right, but you've lost your first love. You look Christian, but you're not a Christian, in other words. It's about sweetness, amen. It's something about sweet. It's being sweet. You know, we got Ephesians 2, 5, 2 says, Walk in love as Christ also had loved us and given himself for us, an offering of, uh, and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen. If you need the notes, I can give you the notes later, but I'm going to move on. Calamus, or in other translations, or it's another word for calamus, is Cain. It talks about humility. John 13 verse 5 says, And he poured water into a basin, then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. Humility is to serve people. I don't want to serve people when it is convenient. Serving people takes commitment. Come on. So number one is we need myrrh, submission and meekness. Number two is cinnamon. We need a bridal walk and sweetness to our Christian walk. How many of, we are walking in God, but man, we are, our spirits are not sweet. I'm generalizing it. I'm, is my spirit sweet? I'm asking myself and I'm asking you, is your spirit sweet? You can answer it to yourself. Calamus and Cain means hum humility. John 13, he washed his feet serving people. It's about learning to serve people with joy. Hallelujah. It's learning to serve people with joy. If you say, oh, they take advantage of me. Well, look at Jesus. They took advantage of Jesus. Oh, I don't like people betraying me. Well, are you special than Jesus? He was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. I know I'm ministering. Cassia, oil used for inner cleaning. It's used for inner cleaning. You know what? We can dress up all nice. It's interesting. I've got a few more things. I was not going to bring mine. I was going to bring this cheap one here. All right? You know, cleansing is not this. Oops, I logged it. It's not just... You, this may smell nice on the outside for a little while. But what really is in you is going to come out of you. Come on, people. Go smell your armpits later tonight and you will know. Woo! Why? Because your body naturally releases an odor. Amen. A lot of us Christians are doing this. Lot of foundation, lot of makeup, lot of lipstick, lot of dressing, lot of clothing, lot of psh, get the house clean, get the house smell nice, fragrant candles, fragrant oils, fragrant this, fragrant that. But Jesus is not pleased by this. Jesus is not interested in this. You can spray till you get sick. It smells nice, but trust me, come back in two hours' time. With this, I don't know, who's this? This is David Beckham. He's lousy. No, oop. you know. No, he's, he's, you know. But you see, come back after a little while, you can't smell nice. Why? Poor. 
I know it's confronting, but I'm telling the truth to us today. A lot of us Christians are mas masking pain. Next week, we're talking about unmasking Christ Christmas. I was thinking Christianity. Unmasking Christmas. A lot of Christians mask. A lot of us mask. The problem is everyone knows you're wearing a mask. That's even harder. Everyone knows you're wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. We are all wearing masks. And when the Spirit of the Lord is, there is misery. There is terrible stuff. I'd run back into the shadows. I don't know. The song we say, come out of the darkness. But our mind is saying, keep hiding. Protect yourself. Don't let other people break you. Don't let other people disappoint you. Guard yourself. Guard yourself. When Jesus says, pour yourself, the mind says, guard yourself. Spray more, spray more, spray more. The more you spray, the sick you get. The more you pray, spray, the more sick you get. But you see, ha, the Bible talks a lot about fruit, not about deodorants. Ah. Amen. You see, when you cut this fruit with the word of God, amen, it depends how you hold the knife. You hold the knife like this, you're dangerous. But if you hold the knife like this, it's the word of God. This fruit, when you cut it, that smells nice, but it's useless. But this fruit, it naturally is fragrant on the inside. It's naturally sweet from the inside. This fruit doesn't need a deodorant. You and I, the Bible says, are the fruit. Are we naturally sweet on the inside? I tell you what, this is this smells nice. It tastes nice for two dollars fifty for two fruit, to orange. But you see, the more I cut it. And the more I eat it, the more I squeeze it, everything about this fruit is sweet. Amen. Now, smell my hand. Love it. You smell it. Michael, smell it. Bad? Good? Are you sure? You sure? See, it smells nice. What's on the inside really comes out when we are under pressure. If the anointing of God is really inside us, man, every good thing comes out of us. I'm not saying I'm perfect. We're all on a journey, trust me. You should have seen me here a few days ago. I was manifesting. You know? But God wants us to be a, be a fruit. Hallelujah. Enough. As you enter into Christmas today, as you go home and eat your lunch or your dinner, whatever your plans are today, Go do your budgeting, go clean your house, mow your gardens, lawns, whatever. No, I can't mow gardens. <laughs> mow your lawns, whatever you do. Hey, are you a fruit? Or are you a fruit loop? You know who a fruit loop is? Who thinks he's a fruit, but he's not. 
It's inner cleansing. Back to the notes, inner cleansing. And the last one is olive oil, the Holy Spirit. Olive oil talks about the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Psalm 92 verse 10 says, But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. The Bible in New Testament talks about anointing. There are about six scriptures, five scriptures that talk about anointing. So we need the myrrh, we need the cinnamon, we need the uh, calamus, we need the cassia, and we need the olive oil for the anointing. My friend, when we have these, as we go to the next slide, when you have those five things, or, uh, you know, and then the anointing comes out of you. The application, look at this. Use this sacred oil, verse 26, use this sacred oil to anoint the tabernacle. Can I just say, today the tabernacle of Jesus is you. There is no other tabernacle, there's no other temple, there's no other tent. You are the tabernacle of God. He dwells in you. You don't need to go into a temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, the ark of the covenant, the table of, and the utensils, the lampstand and its accessories and the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering and, the, and its utensils, and anointing all these and the wash basin with its stand, consecrate them, to, consecrate them to make them absolutely holy. After this, whoever touches them will also become holy. How cool is that? You, you are made holy, so whatever you touch is holy. Not, I go touch the feet of Jesus or Peter and then I get holy. No, no, you don't touch anyone's feet. You don't kiss anyone's hand. No, you are holy. You are anointed. So when I touch somebody, they're also anointed. Not literally, but do you get what I'm saying? It, my touch is my influence. And then he goes on to say, anoint Aaron and his sons also, consecrating them to serve me as a priest. Let's go to number three here, and then we'll conclude. The warning. So number one is the ingredients. Number two is the applications. Number three is the warning. He goes, and say to the people of Israel, the holy anointing oil is reserved for me. This is reserved for God from generations to generation. It must never be used to anoint anyone else, and you must never make any blend like it for yourself. I think God was thinking of all the Indians because we love copying stuff. But you see, he's saying, don't make a blend. That means don't be a copy. Don't be a copy of the other preachers that you're listening on YouTube and Spotify. They have their anointing. You cannot have your anointing by watching them. You have to learn to carry your own cross. You have to learn to fight your own battles. You have to overcome your own temptations. Then you have your own anointing. Amen. And anyone who makes a blend like it of anoint someone other than the priest will cut off from the community. I don't have time to take you through all this, but I'm just saying we live in a very fake anointing today. If I can only sing like who was in your Brendan Lake, you know, Hail, hail, lion of Judah, curly hair, let the lion roll. Oh! You singing like him doesn't make you him. Amen. You preaching like him doesn't make you him. You dressing like him doesn't make you him. Come on. Just because you wear all black's jersey doesn't make you an all black. <laughs> I mean, all blacks, you know, we wear a jersey, but man, we go. 
That ain't an all black. That's an all round. <laughs> I'm not picking on anybody, but I'm just saying, just because I wear, who is the, now the new player, just because I wear a best player, uh, like Pat Cummings, the cricketer, you know, if I wear their jersey, it doesn't make me them. I got to create my own anointing. I got to learn to walk in humility. I have to learn to walk uprightly. I have to learn to walk with, 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 with sweetness within me. I got to learn to walk with inner cleansing and have the anointing oil, olive oil, the Holy Spirit come and fill me and then I'm walking in the anointing. I think a lot of us want the anointing, want the presence of God, but we don't have the time to cultivate that. Amen. I want to read a couple of scriptures. Number one in Ecclesiastes 10, 1 says, As dead flies cause even a bottle of perfume to stink, so a little foolishness spoils great wisdom and honor. Even a good perfume can ruin even your, by the flies. Sometimes if you're living on old anointing, it can be ruined because flies will come and attract it. But Psalm 92 verse 10 said, But my horn you have exalted. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Hallelujah. And as I close, my friend, I don't know where, can I have the deodorant, please? I won't spray. <laughs> throw it, throw it. How do you want to smell? How do you want your Christian life to smell? Do you want to be a quick fix deodorant? Or do you want to bear the right fruit that God has called you to be? To do this, this takes time. This takes $6. This takes time. This takes discipline. This takes myrrh, cassia, cinnamon. It takes all these ingredients. This is not healthy for you, but this is healthy for you. You eat this, it's okay. You breathe this, it's not okay. What are you covering up? What would you like to break the anointing? Isaiah 10.27 says, And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. I tell you, if you are struggling with depression, worry, anxiety, what not, it's the yoke of God that's going to, sorry, it's the presence of God, it's the anointing of God that's going to break the yoke of bondage over your life. If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with unforgiveness, if you're struggling with whatever the worldly things that the devil is throwing at us, it can only be broken by the anointing of God. When I walk in humility, when I walk in submitted life, when I walk with a sweet, upright life, when I come myself to God and his word and say God not wash me with this but wash me anoint me let it flow from my head to my beard my beard to my garments and to the tip of the toes let your anointing let your presence flow God hallelujah can I have the team please you deserve the glory can we do the last song we did as we do this I know we are celebrating Christmas. I know we've got unmasking Christmas next week. Please invite your friends and stuff. We've got the production and whatnot and testimony and all that stuff. We've got all those. All those are entertaining if we don't have an anointing. All those are entertaining if you don't have an anointing. So I'm challenging us today. What is it you want to be? A deodorant or a fruit? And if you just wear these boxing gloves to look like a boxer, doesn't make you a boxer. Are you wearing these to pretend like you're a Christian? 
know a few scriptures, or are you truly training your spirit? Hallelujah. Amen. Can I ask you to please stand? I want us to really meditate on this, on that as we talked and all what not can. Please remove that, yeah. As we, yes please, um, no that's okay. Yeah. As we take, um, as we kind of ponder on these things, could we just please think about, you know we just sang that you deserve all the glory. You're worthy, to, worthy of it all. Is Jesus truly worthy of it all? Is Jesus truly worthy of the way you think? Is He worthy of your thoughts? Do you think of Him as He's worthy?